Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. Be okay. You're the new mayor. You're you're the new mayor of New York City. You're you're willing to kill cats. <laughs> we won't allow this to happen. You have like a dog on your back just for good measure. <laughs> no, this isn't how fiber works, Tim. You can't put fiber up your butt and expect it to work that way. You gotta go through the other way. Oh man, to be honest though, I'd rather have parfait up my butt than cornflakes. The last cat, last, last, I don't. Uh, if you don't want to be involved in a war, don't be the first to throw a cat. Welcome everybody, this is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn. And my name is Tim Carpenter. Welcome everyone! Thank you so much for joining us this lovely evening. So Jimmy and I are... We're recording on a weekday. It's a little mm-hmm. bit unusual for us, but it's totally fine, and I fucking love it. I'm so glad that we're able to spend this weekday evening with you. I actually got to see Jimmy this past weekend. It was pretty great. That's why we're a little bit delayed, so sorry. Yeah, that's true. We were just hammered all weekend, so we were unable to record. So now, now here we are on a weekday getting hammered again. Well, but that's not entirely true. Like, I'm usually hammered while we're recording on the weekend as well, so... We we start recording at 11 a.m. on Sunday. Yeah, oh, oh. well, I I was going to, like, lie and say it's like, oh, yeah, it's definitely afternoon. Like, don't don't judge us. (laughs) We start in the morning, technically. It's 11, but we end. It's noontime, so it's okay. It's okay. It counts. It's socially accessible time kind of like connects itself in weird ways when we're on cynic empowerment as long as you're only drinking mimosas in the morning it's totally okay and you're definitely not an alcoholic do you like mimosas uh they have their place and time i guess i mean they're basically just like like sparkling wine and and like sugary orange water right yeah i mean yeah it's you're it's basically a screwdriver for white girls well, I guess a screwdriver is also a drink for white girls. It's a white girl drink. I don't know how else to put it. Oh, man. Well, I love that white girl drink so much. Yeah. You, you, I mean, like, the you know, you, you as, a, as a basic white girl, you, you start off your morning with mimosas, and then you graduate to vodka with water for the afternoon, and then if you're lucky, you get to end your night with a screwdriver because you rewarded yourself by drinking all that vodka with water earlier. And then if you're feeling bad the next day, you can have a vitamin water with vodka, and then the cycle continues. What about what about Bloody Marys? Where do they work their way into this? Oof, Bloody Marys. Um, I feel like it's like a middle-aged white girl drink. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's like you've gotten you tired of like, like a little more vitamin C into your system. Oh, you've just gotten tired of drinking things that are tasty. So you're like, oh, Bloody Mary, it burns my face. It tastes like tomato juice, but it gets me drunk. It's it's a, it's a strange combination <laughs> of things if you really think about it. What about V8 Splash? Like, what if you put that in there? That's like a poor man's Bloody Mary. <laughs> I like Bloody Mary a lot. Oh, not Bloody Mary. Excuse me. I like I like V8 Splash a lot. You know, my mother used to drink a lot of V8 Splash when she was pregnant with me. It's a frequent story that she likes to tell a lot of the people that I'm related to. What's up with that? Is that like her go-to story? It's like this. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to let you know. My mom likes V8 Splash a lot. She drank a lot of it. 
when she was pregnant with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I am the way I am today. That's probably why your hair's red, Tim. My brain yeah. is all fucked up because my mom drank V8 Splash. It's <laughs> definitely worse things to drink, aren't there? <laughs> it had all kinds of like GMOs in it. Whatever. Fuck. GMOs. There's nothing wrong with GMOs. Fuck you. Um, GMOs can be like, oh, we'll talk about that on the oh, further. We oh. can't. I don't even want to start talking about that. There's okay. nothing to do. Okay. So, today, in the last episode, we talked about the wastefulness of people and individuals uh, within our society from yep. the standpoint of, well, actually, there's two episodes ago, with cell phones and things of that nature, and uh, its inherent uh, waste. And now we're going to continue that theme by talking about Microsoft, a company that, no doubt, everyone and their mom knows of quite well i'm sorry which which company was that what, what? uh it, macro hard macro oh yeah yeah macro yeah hard. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah macro hard macro i hard. know macro hard it, it's big and hard <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they take all your money and, and they, they charge you for things that you don't believe you should be charged for exactly uh no we talk about uh microsoft and so yeah, with the idea of charging things not to charge for. So there was this uh, gentleman named Eric Lundgren, and yep. he was uh, a millionaire at this time, uh, and he had one business that I have absolutely no idea what the fuck it did, but he had another side business that basically was all about promoting recycling, basically making uh, the technological things that we normally throw away, like cell phones we mentioned in the previous episode, and computers, and all kinds of other stuff, uh, reusable. Because anytime you can take an old technological advice and change it in order to be able to keep using it, as opposed to just throwing it the fuck away and getting a new one, that was a good thing in his book. And yep. so what this Eric Lundgren dude did is... Uh, apparently because of his other company he had uh distributors and people that produce stuff in china he was like hey because uh there's this uh disc it's a repair disc for windows computers uh it's totally the technology's free you could you, the 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 technology you had on these disc uh you could download for free online but if your computer's fucked up, as in your your hardware is fucked or something like that, there's no way you'd be able to get online in order to use your computer to download this information. So he's like, if I if I put all this information on these discs, then people can use them to put in their computer uh, if they have Windows, and it'll, it will repair it. Uh, and it's freeware software anyways, so why the fuck not? And so he uh, put all this information on about, I don't know how many thousands of discs, but a whole bunch of them. Had them shipped back from China I to the mean, United States. Roughly, what, what, what would you guess? Like, how many discs? Uh, it was like several thousand because he wanted to make a dent in people throwing away their uh, their computers. So he had many thousands of discs. Uh, you know what? Created. You know what's really sad about this whole situation? Like, what? I I understand that he. He okay. He he could have made a bajillion discs. Like he yeah. could have made like an obscene amount of discs. Yeah. But I'm fairly certain that despite the fact that he would have made that many discs, uh-huh. he would not make a dent. Like Microsoft is such a predominant force uh-huh. 
the technological world. Right. That I'm fairly certain that no matter how much he would try, like if he was an independent producer of these uh, these rehab discs, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't think he'd be able to combat just the sheer force of Microsoft being able to perpetually force technology down people's throats based on the fact that they they own all these copyrights that all of these uh, software or hardware producers are going to automatically veer towards Microsoft yeah. to produce their software. Right. It, it's just not it's not going to happen. It's such a small, minute. I I one bajillion percent agree with you, but what's like that proverb where I pity the man who did nothing because he could only do a little or something or that or you know what's that you know what I'm talking about? I pity the man who do a little. Yeah, that's who did did little? Who could? Uh, okay, I got it. Okay. Nobody made a greater mistake than he who did nothing because he could only do a little from Ed- Edmund Burke. And so basically the concept there is so this uh, Eric uh, Ledmond or no Ledmond. Lundgren. L- Lundgren dude. <laughs> this Eric Lundgren dude. Like what if you, you saw an issue, the issue you see an issue, the issue is people are throwing away their computers, even though there's nothing wrong with them, if you could just do a, a hard reset with these uh, with a repair disk, uh, you could return your your computer to its um, factory settings and it would yeah. work perfectly fine. What if he said, well, I've identified this issue. I know a way to fix the issue, but you know what? Fuck it. Uh, Microsoft's like a big, giant fucking corporation. They're a bunch of assholes. If I do this, they're going to throw me in jail for a long time. What if I just did nothing at all instead of trying to fix it? You know, like what if every individual that saw an issue that seemed insurmountable just didn't do anything? What if, what if Black History Month, Martin Luther motherfucking King said, oh, look at all these, look at Whitey. They're, they're making black people's lives fucking horrible. Even if I try really hard, life's still going to be really fucking shitty for a lot of us. You know, what if people just did nothing, Tim? You know? Uh, yeah. Well, what about their operating system, though? You know, like, there, there's very important, uh, there's a very important lifetime. You know, you got to pay attention to the structure of of progress, right? Like, I think it's important that we just listen to these companies. You know, sometimes they think it's uh, it's important for us to have updates. And these updates have to happen every so often. And at a certain point, if they want to just choose to not give us updates anymore, I think that we need to go to the next operating system. That totally makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, why yeah, wouldn't we do that? I mean, that's ultimately what they want you to do, right? Why? Why wouldn't we just stay on the same operating system and they would just like update it forever and just like eliminate all of these like superficial aspects of like marketing and like different kinds of product schemes? Like, why would they do that? That doesn't make any sense. Like as far as like progress and and technological advancement is concerned, they would well, never do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the key issue there is that they're they're trying to get profits, not keep stuff from landfills, right? Which is why we 
need pe- people like Eric Lundgren who are trying to extend the life of our devices uh, that integrally a lot of the times don't have any issues with them or are doing everything that the consumer, which is a term I hate. I fucking hate using the word consumer for people consumer. that use shit. It's just, it's just such a gross word. It's just, What's wrong with that? Consumer? Because it, it, it reduces individuals to people that just like take products in and it shits them out, right? It's like it, it like it takes all the complexities of being a human being and just reduces it to using shit and throwing it away. Yep. I, like I fucking hate the term consumer. It's so but it's, Jimmy, it's so dehumanizing and just. You and I are both consumers. Yeah, because we consume stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it just I just hate it. I, 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 eat I fucking stuff hate it. And I shit stuff out. That's basically my life. But there's so much more, right? Or there could be, at least, if we didn't <laughs> live in a society that well, just I mean, paints people as consumers. And then, like, the other options is, like, if you're if you're not a consumer, then you're just a worthless sack of shit that doesn't buy stuff. And there's, there's no use for you in the economy because you're not contributing towards it. Well, don't listen to that. That's, that's, all, that's all just bullshit. Those are your two options. You're either a consumer or you're nothing. Or you're nothing. No, no, no. You can be a consumer of ideas. Like it's not necessarily entirely bad. Yeah, it is. In any in any in any way you hear consumer on the news, like or anywhere else or an article, it's it's bad. Well, what about like? Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna argue that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listeners, if you think that the term consumer can in any way, shape, or form be recognized as a positive thing let us know we certainly would like to hear your dumbass argument (laughs) people who consume this podcast are cool all right (laughs) kickflip (laughs) got him good job jimmy got him i just turned my hat sideways and i just did a sick turnpike a turnpike (laughs) A turnpike? I'm pretty sure that that's like a road that you pay to <laughs> no, ride. Turnpike's a cool skateboard move, I'm sure of it. <laughs> Anyways, but that's, I don't know, me making, trying to seem hip and cool for our listeners that uh, made me feel that way. So, so what happened with this uh, Eric Lundgren uh, individual is that ultimately uh, the good people at Microsoft mm, held charges against him so even though these uh discs that were repair discs for uh, microsoft operating systems would only work if you had an already um certified um uh, license of the uh the software that's already had your little code typed in everything like that to uh, prove that you paid for it and all that shit like that it only works if you've already approved it Basically, the arguments that were made in court were saying that these repair discs were basically software discs. Like, basically trying to make the argument that if you didn't already have an operating system, all you had to do is derp da derp da derp, throw it in, put the disc in your computer, and you could go from zero uh, 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 no OS system, operating system, to being able to just run Windows for free on your computer, which is just yeah. not the case. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just it's just to increase the longevity of your computer because there's all this uh, like this shitty uh, planned obsolescence. Yeah, exactly. Like, why in the world would they just like suddenly stop having updates or like stop giving you access to these this software that would allow you to increase the longevity of your computer? Right. It's obviously to get you to buy another computer because they recognize that they control the market to a certain degree and that if you're going to buy another computer there's a very good chance because you're used to microsoft operating systems or windows Mm -hmm. as the software that you're going to go ahead and buy another computer that is going to have them at the helm exactly so why the hell would they continually provide updates which would require them to pay for uh, you know human hours to give you access to that kind of software continuously when they could just say, eh, we'll slightly modify. And and by slightly, I mean like probably not much at all. Mm-hmm. The already existing software will give it to you at, you know, a, a comparable price. Granted you buy from one of our subsidiaries and bada bing, bada boom, that's a hell of a lot more money than if we just continually just allowed you to have the same software, uh, you know, five to 10 years in a row. Exactly. And for a long time, uh, Microsoft would include a repair disc with their uh, systems because uh, sometimes even uh, outside of the planned obsolescence and everything else that's shitty about computers, uh, computers fuck up and they don't work. Uh, and so this would return it to a state where it was operable. Uh, but basically at the time that Eric uh, Lundgren went about uh, producing these discs, uh, Dell, who was producing a lot of these Microsoft computers, uh, stopped providing uh, the repair disc and then had it exclusively available online, which obviously would be inaccessible at sometimes, uh, depending on what state your computer's in. And so seeing this window open is uh, what influenced uh, Lundgren to eventually go and uh, produce all these discs in hopes of filling a gap uh, for people that would use them. (sighs) Which is part of the really shitty part, because... um, (laughs) What? Nothing. (laughs) It just sounded like... Yeah. <sighs> it's well it's just like well it's it's one thing that if a corporation's fulfilling a service, right? Yep. And then and then they want to be like, you know, elbow the little man out for yep. like, hey, you little fuck, we're already doing this shit. Like fuck you. But the fact that it was a service that was being done by Dell for such a long period of time and then for them to stop doing it and then have some individual that's just going to take the helm and be like, "Oh, I can do that." Uh, yeah, that's not too hard. Yeah, that'd yeah. be super easy. The technology's come for 25 cents a piece. Yeah, that's like no problem. Uh, and, and then to have that uh, corporation that stopped offering the service to be like, fuck you, because uh, fortunately, so basically he had 29. It's a big, and- it's a big heads up, right? It's, yeah. It's a, it's a big heads up to the fact that the company is admitting to plans obsolescence. Like mm-hmm. they know that they're doing something wrong. 
Exactly. And they're just like, eh, no, 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 no. This like totally goes against our business model. Like we need these things to go out of date so that people are going to buy more of these things or whatever their fucking ulterior motive is. It doesn't necessarily matter. Maybe yeah. it could be like we are going to like, uh, you know, coddle people into a state of uh, just like, uh, you know, not knowing what to do without technology. And then all of a sudden we're just going to have a blackout and then we're going to take over the world because we have access and they don't. Right. Yeah. Some uh, Illuminati That's shit. It. That's what's going to happen. Order of the nine and all that jazz. Oh, that's uh, real. Totally real. A uh, thousand percent. Uh, well, it's uh, basically at the end of all this, uh, Lundgren pleaded guilty because he had 29 indictments against him. And that's he, a lot. It's a lot. And by the end of it, uh, since he was already independently wealthy, he had spent over a million dollars in his legal defense up until this point, just to uh, plead guilty. He made because... that money 25 cents at a time for anybody that's asking. Well, well, that's the thing, <laughs> is that he wasn't going to make any fucking money off of these discs. Like, these discs were basically a service <laughs> that he was going to provide. And I listened yeah. to some interviews with him, uh, between him and I think Vice, some Vice reporter or whatever, was talking with him about it. And so... The discs are worthless. It's freeware software. You, you and I, Tim, or anyone listening to this, could go and get online at any time. Like it's not, it's not fucking worth anything. And so basically, the way they entrapped him is saying like, oh, but you were going to sell these for twenty five cents a piece, even though it's not any profit. And like you're stealing profit away from Microsoft. But at the end of the day, he didn't actually get any of the discs to any individuals. Because the broker that he was going to go through, of like some yeah. tech broker who's going to give it to reefer places, there there wasn't a need in the market because all these reefer places were just producing their uh, their own disc, so they didn't need a refurb disc from Lundgren. So he directly affected zero people. He sold sold zero of the discs that he intended to sell for twenty five cents. The only reason why we knew he was going to sell them for twenty five cents is because we have emails from him and another individual. But ultimately, like the what sucks is like with any of these tech related cases is that the judges and the lawyers and stuff like that a lot of time are old as shit and don't understand technology. So the judge overseeing his court case was like seventy one years old at the time. And so when they're, like, making uh, arguments between licenses and software and everything else like that, as far as these discos of not actually having any way to activate Windows on people's computers, just uh, revitalizing it, the, the judge doesn't know the fucking difference. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, you got fucking Windows on there? Okay, yeah, so these discs are worth money. It's like, no. It's like, but but Windows... <laughs> And and, yeah. and and in that and in the, the this instance, uh, you know, since Microsoft is the one going up to bat against this dude, they're seen as the experts in the room, and so they're saying, yeah, these are worth twenty five dollars. You're like, well, if Microsoft says they're worth twenty five dollars, I guess they're worth twenty five dollars. Touche. Can't deny that. <laughs> and, but honestly, in okay, all this, so I, in all honesty, on. I don't think that. Uh, uh, I don't want to play the devil's advocate, Jim. Do it. I Come want at me, bro. I know that it just kind of takes hold, and I can't necessarily stop it. Come at me. Oh, man. Could you make Windows? 
Like, I mean, like, if you, if you just had to, like, randomly, like, let's say that I was like, hey, Jimmy, make a make an operating system. Go. Could you do it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I couldn't either. So in the instance that I am going to allow you to use an operating system that I have created as some kind of tech genius, then... I would expect you to pay some type of fantastic money to me. But right? it's okay. I'll keep, you, is that your entire argument? No. Okay. It's not my entire argument. So, in the instance that you were going to pay that and I recognize that you could not, I would ask you to, at the very least, lease that information from me. So, in the instance that you would buy a computer, hardware from another mm-hmm. company that had decided to automatically include the information uh, or the software that I had produced on that device to you, the consumer, because I know you love the word, uh, then I would expect you to pay a certain fee to me Mm -hmm. in order to access it. Now, in the instance that you are going to use this and you plan to use it indefinitely, should you continually have to pay a certain cost to me as a result of updating it and making sure that it operates correctly? Or are you going to have to pay a flat sum in order to be able to use it for eternity? Well, under the letter of the law now it's a flat sum for eternity so why is that fair to me as the person who produced that information for you because whether i wait what are you talking about if (laughs) i produce that software why is that fair to me because that's that's the way it it is that's that's just how it like if i if i own a laptop tim and i i bought it so i own i own the the windows operating system that's on there right yeah. If I take that laptop and I sell it to you, now you own it for whatever price I sold it to you, but you don't have to buy Windows again. Windows is already on there. But what if you wanted to, like, say, I don't know, distribute that software to someone else? In what sense? Let's say you wanted to continually update it in a particular manner without my permission. Wait, whose permission? Like, who in this scenario? Which- I made it. I made it. What are you saying? Updates are free. That's already a thing. What's free? Updates. Why are updates free? Because people people expect their operating system to work with Google and Skype and everything else. Things continue to update. But things constantly progress. We can't always guarantee that. And then if you wanted to go from Windows 7 to Windows 8, Tim, you'd have to pay for that because it's a different (laughs) operating system. As long as you're using the same operating system, it updates until Windows decides that it's not profitable for them to keep their operating system working, to which they stop updating. And these right. discs are repair discs. They're not. They don't have an operating system on there. All they do is reset the the verified operating system you already have. So it's not giving anyone free software. It's just, and it's a free thing you can download from the microwave site website right now. It's a service that they offer. It's just in disc form. But Eric Lundgren sold disk, not software. These disks would reboot software that was outdated. Yeah, which is a service that you can get online. But if you would if you would reboot old software, would it I mean, you, you wouldn't necessarily need any more updates on it. 
it would still update. He basically just resets it. Resets it to the original format. Yeah. So you could use it indefinitely. I mean, eventually your computer is going to get old and die and shitty, and it's going to keep getting slower over time regardless right. of updates and everything else, and eventually it will become defunct, but it will prolong the amount of time you would need until you have to get a new one. So yes. if I was to sell you this particular software or the you know the usage fees associated with this particular software, and this person was to say, like, I don't know, uh, extend life of the software beyond what I thought was reasonable as the creator of said software, would that allow me as a software creator to be able to charge you more knowing that you would get additional use out of said software? I mean, maybe. I don't fucking know. I mean, like, I don't in, know. In pure capitalistic sense, right? I, like, I think companies charge as much as they think they possibly can to get the most profit. So, I mean, I guess if theoretically, if everyone's laptop started lasting 20 years instead of two, then they might charge more. I don't fucking know. I mean, it doesn't necessarily hurt the software provider at all for you to use it for an additional amount of time. I mean, it's not like it's all just like this conjugated effort to produce a better software based on how everyone is using their software. So I really like I'm stepping off of my, uh, uh, my devil's advocate soapbox. I, I really don't understand why they would, they would get upset about it. But by the same token, like if I'm a software producer, I would want to make sure that everyone gets exactly the amount of usage that I plan for them to get out of what I charge them for. Well, I guess the weird part to that whole argument and what you're saying is the fact that they offer this freeware online. They offer it. Like, your argument isn't valid when you consider the fact that this is something that's already offered. What, what, what's already offered? The repair disc to extend the life of these devices. Oh, okay, he's just he's just offering them at uh, at five dollars versus twenty five dollars. No, they were twenty five cents a piece. He offered them for twenty five cents a piece. Yeah. Okay, so uh, but they're buying them from him rather than the company, though. Yeah, so that's basically I, I guess where the the issue is is that him as an individual is selling something that's free, and I think is like part of i guess issue and why a lot of the bad stuff happened right because i mean obviously yeah. it was at a cost to him it's so but i mean he obviously wasn't really going to make any profit off of them it was so it, it it's just fucky because it's also fucky because there was never any like cease and desist letter from the company itself microsoft saying hey don't do this it was basically his house was raided and all of his belongings were taken and then he was taken to court it wasn't there was no hey you fucked up here don't do this and he was like oh shit i didn't realize that you guys were going to do this i thought i was doing something good i'll, I'll be chill yeah instead they were just like we're going to exercise our power of wealth and we're exactly. going to fucking take all the things you have and throw you in our debtor's prison. Ha 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 ha. We win. Right. You lose. You're a loser. Exactly. Oh, he made 28,000 units. And so how they decided the extent of his crimes is that so they decided that these 25 cent discs that were 
free had freeware on them. They multiplied that by uh, twenty five dollars instead, which was the price that Microsoft said they were worth. Wait, how many did he sell? Twenty eight thousand. Yeah, that's seven thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's not much. Yeah. Uh, that's not much for like breaking like. That's not much for committing a felony. I guess is is what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah, like you know, if you take those figures and be like, okay, we're gonna slap your wrist and charge you seven thousand dollars for the crimes that you committed, be like, okay, cool, yeah. But instead of, uh, yeah, because he's going to go to federal prison pretty soon, or he might already be there. I actually I don't know. I think he actually might be there now. Uh, for yeah. almost like a year and a, six months, I think. And uh, but honestly, the biggest cr- crime that he committed during all of this was wearing a fedora to court. Oh, absolutely! That thing is fucking ugly. Why? It's you got to be in a tech field to wear that kind of stuff. That's true. Like, why in the world would you wear a fedora? What a crime! What a crime indeed. Although I like fedoras, I wish they were more socially acceptable. In general, brimmed hats need to be more accessible to all peoples. Is that your platform, Tim? Yep. Is I'm, that you're going to run for at, as like a political official? Flat brimmed hats for all? Yeah. Like, uh, well, no, not flat brimmed hats. I don't know. Just brimmed hats in general. Like ones that go all the way around. Not just like the, the fucking ball caps, man. Yeah. We need more brimmed hats. You know. Pork pie hat, fedora, top hat, bowler cap, you, you name it. Any of those. I'm down for it. I'm down for it, Jimmy. I'm fucking ready to go. Ready to go. All right, Tim. With uh, uh, Microsoft being dick bads and uh, sending people to prison for providing a service that they don't provide and or provide for free, what it, would you say is a silver lining to the situation. Oh, that, you know, oh, God damn it. It's always <laughs> so hard to do the silver lining. Always so hard. It's okay. We figure it out for you. We love you. Our listeners, you do so good. Oh, my God. I think the silver lining here is that copyright... <laughs> <laughs> copyright law is upheld uh, it just feels so scummy to say like I know that intellectual property is a thing in some instances you don't want somebody just playing your song on the radio and claiming it's theirs but by the same token uh, you, you want to receive some type of compensation for the fact that you created something. And in this particular instance, Microsoft is protect- protecting its intellectual property uh, of its software. So I don't know. Maybe that's the silver lining. I think the silver lining here is uh, the awareness of stories generated for how scummy Microsoft is. And then making, hopefully making more people <laughs> aware of uh, the importance of recycling since yep. that is ultimately the only thing that uh, Eric Lundgren was going to gain from it. Because he wasn't going to gain money from this. He was already independently wealthy, worth several million dollars at the time 
that he was uh, sentenced. And when you just Tim already demonstrated the math of the 28,000 CDs, if you sold them for 25 cents a piece, which he was intending to sell them for, he was going to make $7,000. And that doesn't even account for the cost that it took to produce them and get them shipped from China, which probably was around $7,000. Yep. So. Yep, yep, yep. So you probably <laughs> made a whole lot of zero dollars and zero cents. Exactly. Yep. So overall, uh, it's pretty bummy. Uh, it makes me upset uh, when someone tries to do something for a good reason uh, and then gets punished, punished for it. It always uh, like those stories are probably one of the most frustrating for me. Yeah. Which leads me to another story about <laughs> someone Yay! trying to do something for a good reason and getting punished for it. So the previous story was very recent. Uh, that happened about 10 months ago. This one uh, goes back 2012, 2013. And this anyone or many people probably already are aware of this individual, Aaron Schwartz. Oh, I guess I should say Schwartz. I keep always say Schwartz. Because, like, I think of, like, Schwarz, which is, like, the German word for black. But he doesn't have the CH in there, so it's just Schwartz. There's no... Anyways, that's a personal issue. It's not important. <laughs> so, Aaron Schwartz, uh, he it's... was a hacktivist and an indiv- individual who uh, supported... Supported? God, I... it's killing me now, Tim. I can't talk. He... It's a tough story. It is a tough story, but like I literally, I don't think I can talk. I earlier I was playing a trivia game where the uh, over this past weekend, and I had a question where I knew the answer was baboon, but instead I said bamboo. Whoa! Yeah, dude. I'm sorry, my, Jimmy. My brain's flickering out. It's just, <laughs> it's done for. You might as well just like you know commit yourself. Uh, yeah, I should committed myself to death like Aaron Swartz did. So Oh, oh got him. <laughs> so he, uh Aaron Swartz was a large proponent to open source software. And open source software is software that is open to anyone to use on the internet. So there's lots of cool open source things you can do. Speaking of operating systems, you can uh, Linux is an open source operating system that you can use and run on your computer for free if you want to shit down Microsoft's throat for being a bunch of fucking assholes. I don't run Linux, but uh, if you do, good for you. What do you You're run, Jimmy? Good person. Oh, I got Microsoft. Yeah, I'm fucking... <laughs> yeah, I suck. But it's okay. Nice. It's not okay. You can edit that out. That I have Microsoft? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm leaving it in there. Everyone, you do. Wait, what do you have? Apple? <laughs> They're like just as evil. Yeah, pretty much. I, I have I have Windows too. I have. Uh, oh, you Windows? So, oh. So with my. Uh, you, you remember the computers that Berea gave us? Yeah. I, uh, I actually used Linux for a little while before that computer totally died on me. Okay. And that was as a result of me just like dropping it repeatedly. <laughs> like, yeah, you're pretty hard on it yeah i was pretty damn hard on it you know noah he still uses that computer like i don't believe you there's no fucking way those things were like refurbished and 10 years outdated when we got them yeah that's what he says he's like i'm still using the computer like "Ah, okay like if you say so when i was using that computer before i stopped using mine and i had to get a new one while i was there because my old one stopped working it would literally take 
about 20 minutes to start up. I, I could start up, go make breakfast, eat my breakfast, and come back, and it would just be done turning on. Yep. So anyways, so Aaron Sports, who was a big proponent of all this open source stuff, uh, he was also a very intelligent individual. Didn't you say he left high school after the 10th grade to go start taking Stanford classes or some shit? That's right. That's what okay. it says. This guy knew what he was doing. Yeah. He, he was definitely uh, ahead of his class, and he was an idealist. Like, he knew what he wanted to do, and he followed it foolheartedly. Like, <laughs> obviously, there was some, some stuff that uh, a couple of folks weren't too happy about. And yeah. as a result, uh, he accrued the... Apparently, uh, he was a co-founder of Reddit. Sorry. I, I just have been, I was on his Wikipedia. Yeah, 2005. Yeah. So, anyways, sorry. Please continue. Yeah, 2005. Uh, one of the uh, one of the Y Combinator. He, he did like some coding for them and for their platform. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to take away. From so what for you were all saying. of you that like Reddit, you can thank this guy. You can thank yeah thank this dude. He knows what's up. And so uh, what? So he was attending. Uh, eventually, went to go to attend MIT. And as many people who've attended college, you get access to many different academic journal websites online uh, that you get as a privilege of attending those institutions. Uh, one of the one of the most prolific ones being JSTOR. And so while Aaron Schwartz was attending MIT. He took it upon himself to download thousands of journals from the JSTOR uh, web domain yep. and then basically make those accessible to the public. I'm not quite sure what platform he ended up putting them on in order for people to access them, but it was quite a few, and obviously some people didn't like that. Apparently, one JSTOR employee wrote to MIT... Note that this was an extreme case. We typically suspend just one individual IP at a time and do that relatively infrequently, perhaps six on a business day from 7,000-plus institutional subscribers. Mm -hmm. In this case, we saw a performance hit on the live site, which I have only seen about three or four times in my five years here. The pattern was used to create a new session for each PDF download or every few, which was terribly efficient, but not terribly subtle. In the end, we saw over 200,000 session in one hour's time during the peak. So he was essentially trying to download all of JSTOR. Yeah, that yeah, absolutely. That that's exactly what it looks like, which is noble. <laughs> yeah, like someone that's like. Because you normally, whenever I think of people like illegally downloading stuff off the internet, you think of movies and music yep. Uh, yep. and all those kinds of things. And not even no, trying to usually make it accessible to other people, but just having it for themselves. Yeah, this is this is entirely unselfish. Like we, this person just wants to distribute as much academic information as possible. And that information, I mean like. In the most egalitarian way that I could possibly uh, impress onto all of our listeners, that's okay. Like you, you want to make sure that everybody has as much information as possible. You want to make sure that that is a, as open sourced and equally distributed as humanly possible. Yeah. Like yeah. that. That's what's fair. That's what's ethically sound. 
Like there, there's nothing about that. It's like, oh, you know, like somebody like, uh, you know, did research in order to have it. And like, no, 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 no. Like once you uh, establish some type of criteria for what is right in the world, what you know to be true in the mm-hmm. world, that should be equally disseminated throughout humanity as best you possibly can or as best as the person who paid you to do said research possibly can. Yeah, that's 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 what's ethically sound. That's what you should do. Yeah, like I don't. Do you, can you think of any defense for that? No, like no, any, no, possibly. No, I can't. I mean, yeah, it's definitely a very principled thing to do to know that things should be a certain way. So you, so despite what is uh, legally right and wrong, to have the gumption to go and try to make the world in the image of which you know it should be, I think is a very uh, noble thing to do. And something that uh, uh, very few people will do, though, because it's very hard and it has dire consequences, as we will see in the case here of Aaron Schwartz. Yeah. So ultimately what happened is uh, Aaron Schwartz was uh, taken to court and the court case is titled United States versus Schwartz. So the United States government took this motherfucker to court because he wanted to share information with the world, because he wanted to uh, have everyone uh, have access uh, to these JSTOR academic journals so they could educate themselves without having to go hundreds of thousands of dollars into debt, right? Listen to our <laughs> our uh, episode titled... Wait, which one? Wait, what one was that one called? Oh yeah, the cost of tu- tuition is too damn high. If you want to learn more about the bullshit damn tuition in the United States of America, it's so. Ultimately, at the end of his court case, uh, even those t- attorneys and all that stuff like that, you know, try to defend him. He was saddled up with a million dollars in fines and thirty-five plus years in prison. Pretty fucking serious and awful, especially when you consider that Aaron Schwartz was only twenty-five at the time, twenty-six, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-six. Yeah. yeah. So, all the years that he'd been alive, plus nine more, he was going to have to spend in prison. And ultimately, uh, Aaron Schwartz decided that instead of living in a fucking box for thirty-five years, he'd rather kill himself. Which is yep. what he did uh, in 2013. That's right. Which yep. I can't really blame him. Yeah, I, I guess not. Uh, I don't know. Hey, one of these days we're gonna we're gonna talk suicide. We've been putting it off, but in this particular instance, it's especially sad. I, I mean, like it's it's sad in any particular instance. Right. I can't I can't downplay that. I don't I don't really know. It's awkward to talk about. I think that's one reason we're kind of putting it off a little bit mm-hmm. um, simply because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those big questions. It's, it's one of, it's, it's very difficult to discuss, but it's, it's uh, like these people who, who are so um, idealistic, I think are especially prone towards suicide Definitely. in the instance that, they recognize that uh, their their ideals are not going to be able to be played out in their lifetime or they're not going to or you know they, they, they face uh, especially harsh harsh um, uh, uh, 
you know, lash back against their ideas. Mm-hmm. Like they recognize that it's not necessarily going to happen in their lifetime, or they recognize that maybe uh, the general consensus uh, and culture is not headed in the direction that they believe it ought to be. Yeah. It, that they believe that uh, suicide is the option. And I think that this might be certainly the case for, for this particular guy. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I know. I think that sums up really well. Apparently, no suicide note was found either. Like, so he, he didn't even feel the need to uh, explain his death. Yeah, you know, he just, uh, he was just, just went out. You know, and, and that's that. Yeah. Well, on some level, I mean, obviously, it's sad just from the basic level of someone committing suicide, but it's also sad just that we don't have him as an individual anymore to be an influence on the world because he obviously had a positive uh, impact in a lot of the things uh not even just reddit but just his beliefs and idea ideas that if they just having another individual that believed in something so strongly that was for the benefit of society uh it's it's sad to lose someone like that and yeah um you know sometimes sentences get commuted and lowered and stuff like that i don't know if that would have been the 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 case here but then you and also uh you got to think of cases where individuals that have strong beliefs or ideas eventually get released and still have a big influence the only one i'm thinking of off the top ahead right now is nelson mandela who is in prison for many 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 years before he's ultimately released and became president of south africa but i mean in it I mean, he was only 26, and while 35 years is a very long time to be in prison, and I, I still don't blame him for ultimately getting around that and not going to that. But he very well could have, you know, gone to prison for 35 years and then came, uh, came out and uh, 51 years old and uh, or 61, 61 years old and well, still been an influencer on the world. As you know, this this guy was was slightly older than us. I mean, yeah, like yeah. very slightly older than us. But I, I think he's very well within, uh, you know, the the confines of of what we believe to be our general mindset in our within our generation. Uh-huh. Uh, we are not people to take criticism nearly as well as generations prior. I think if we believe that uh, someone is going to, you know, outright disagree with us. We're much more likely to write them off and or, you know, just uh, be, become opponents of what they have to say. And in this particular instance, I, I don't think that this person is is willing to uh, play out their life into some type of prison or, you know, they, they, they're they they're much more understanding and willing to uh, or I, I guess probably unwilling to uh, carry on in situations in which they believe the general consensus is against them. So, like, I, I don't know, may, maybe situations like Nelson Mandela, right? Like, they they may understand that there's a need to persevere, mm-hmm. but when it comes to Aaron Schwartz, I mean, like, he's he's a young fella, he's impassioned, he might be hyper intelligent, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he has the the strength of spirit to be able to continue on through a prison sentence. Yeah. So once he recognizes that people disagree with him, he's probably done. You know, and in and in this particular way, in a very dramatic fashion, 
he's 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 done permanently. Yeah, no, I I mean I think he would have been miserable. Uh, I think mis- uh, prison's a miserable uh, experience yeah. for the vast majority yeah. of people that uh, go through it. Um, yeah. And I, I mean I don't fault him for him taking the choice of uh, you know not going through that, but it's uh, still sad either way. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh man. Do you want to take a Do you want to take a stab at the silver lining? Uh, I mean, it's literally just the exact same silver lining I have for the previous one because it's the only one that I can think of of just bringing awareness to the things that this individual uh, was passionate about. His dramatic demise highlights the event and makes it that much more convoluted and uh, sad and people like macabre shit for some reason so uh, it'll draw more people to the issues that he was passionate for uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know yep, yep. I think so uh, I mean, this is obviously very sad. That's why we're talking about it. So it gives me an excuse to talk about uh We talk about it so you don't have to. Oh, sweet listener. <laughs> if only I was you instead of I. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's not so easy talking about these kinds of things. Just want you to know. We do it for you because we love you. Well, and it's just, like, the extent that they... I mean, like, 35 years for sharing some fucking academic articles? Like, really? Like, who who was hurt in this case, right? Like, is there, is there really a victim? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> money makers, man. Really, though? There was money to be made, and that money was not made. But aren't, like, the... Like, the primary users of jstor and other like online web publications are people that are going to college that are using it so like the people like jstor has already made their money right like how many people that aren't attending college are just like oh fuck yeah i wish i had a fucking jstor fucking subscription so that way i could just read academic journals all day like no one gives a shit about anything like like i really (laughs) no one wants to learn (laughs) I want to learn things. No I, I mean, like, like, if I knew that JSTOR was available, then I would probably go to it more often. But I know that they charge... <laughs> an insurmountable amount of money. Oh, yeah, like a ridiculous amount of money. And every time I like log on, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's an article I've always wanted to read. And they're like, hey, do you want to pay $300 a month to read this? It's like, wait, why is it that much? Like, why in the world are you the only people that can read this? I want to know. I want to know. Don't you want there to be less dumb people in the world? And they say no. Of course not. Like it, it, it pays to have less dumb people in the world because the less dumb people there are in the world, the less people want to read that kind of information and the less hold that they ultimately have over the people that would like to read that information. Totally makes sense. Perfect sense. So it's up to people like us, Jimmy. To make the world better. Wait, what? We're going to fight the power. We're going to fight it. We're going to fight it. And we're ultimately going to make JSTOR free. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. I don't have no idea. Let's ask Aaron Shorts. Oh, God damn it. Jesus. Oh, we can't do that. God damn. Fuck you. It's impossible. You're a monster. We could go to Ouija board. We could ask him. 
We asked him in a Ouija board. Yeah, Tim, you and me, let's get a Ouija board and let's ask Aaron Swartz. Yeah, I think I think he's ready to talk. We'll have to. It's been a, it's been a while. What we'll have to do is we'll have to take a Ouija board to MIT and then just go to the library and someone will be like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" It's like we're here to talk to the spirit of Aaron Swartz. <laughs> like what the fuck? It's like wearing completely black robes. Are you guys students here? No, silence. We're beginning our ritual. You'll ruin it. <laughs> oh, Aaron Schwartz. Um, do it, do it. Maybe we could like a uh, we could uh, use our Ouija board in conjunction with like a dial-up connection sound. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Oh, Aaron's walls. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. And just in case any of you are deeply offended by that, uh, you know, there are a couple of spots you can uh, you can contact us. <laughs> yeah. Email us. Facebook us. Twitter yeah, us. That's, that's a Jimmy Horn's Facebook page. These are, fuck you. Just, you just need to contact him instead of anyone else. Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, so the last the last thing I think we should yeah. talk about is so there there's this uh, YouTube uh, uh, oh god I don't even know what to call it account what do you call someone that makes videos on YouTube an account I just call him a YouTuber okay there's this YouTuber uh, called Kurtz Gazakt Kurt Gazakt yeah no Kurtz Gesagt. It's German. Gesagt. And uh Gesagt. They make a lot of YouTube informational videos. It's kind of like TED Talks but shorter and animated and it always has the same British dude reading it. So nothing like Ted talks. And there's a video called a selfish argument for making the world a better place. Egoistic altruism. And so it's basically a seven minute video that makes the argument that if we want the world to be a better place, we got to make the world a better place for everyone. That way everyone has a better quality of life where they're not just subsistent farming all day. Because the more free time people have, the more innovations they can make. And innovations are good for everybody because they're innovative and they increase our quality of life. So the more collective brain power we have of enough free time to innovate, the better the overall life will be for everyone on the planet. But, 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 I want people to work on my farm now. Wait, what? What's that? What's if that? If I have land and I want people to work on my farm, I don't want them to increase the, the capacity and or efficiency of someone else's farm. I just want them to work for me. At the low, low price that I can afford. So about 25 cents a disc, I mean hour to work. Is that what we're looking at? That's right. 25 cents a disc hour. A disc hour. Yeah. Uh, That's right. 
That's what I can afford to pay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously, for uh, in a capitalistic society where you're trying to pay people as little as possible to max out your yep. profit, there's not really yep. an incentive to, to do this. But what? Yeah, but it would be an incentive if you cared about other people. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Capitalism isn't about caring for people, so get the fuck out. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what to say. I don't know. I just, I wish other forms of, of, uh, of government could come up with a way that's just as effective. Oh man. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, um, it's a conundrum. I, uh, robots I, are going to take over. Yeah. I wish that we could be just as effective as society as Kyrgyzot. Recommends, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's very idealistic. I mean, it's a seven-minute video, and it skips over a lot of different questions and things. It kind of... Yeah, because uh, it also makes the argument that basically the world was a zero-sum game prior to the Industrial Revolution because you could only grow so much food on the land you had because there wasn't any innovation much happening back then and then post-industrial revolution due to innovation people increased their productivity so they didn't have to work as much so that way they could spend more time innovating and creating things increase the quality of life but uh, as tim and i were talking about a little bit before the show is our current system has a lot of people living lives of very high quality primarily in the west and some other first world nations while a lot of the things we wear and eat and enjoy that are produced and made are produced in places like latin america and uh, africa and southeast asia where they're living a lower quality of life so it doesn't really give any answers of how to free up those people from having to do our dirty work to increase their qualities of life so they can become innovators. You have a lot of good points there, Jimmy. Oh, well, I, I try. And we all try as much as we can to improve the life of the next individual. But it's not always guaranteed. You know, like, what if we're doing something that we think is going to positively affect the next guy and it ends up negatively affecting them? Do you have an example of that? Uh, not literally only theoretically okay okay so let's say that i give money to an organization that i believe is going to provide clean drinking water for a third world country citizen Yeah, yeah 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 and by proxy i think that it's going to be good but because I give money to an organization that is not necessarily indebted in any particular way or is going to provide money to those people beyond the shadow of a doubt, I find that they, in fact, are just pocketing said money. Yeah. Because there's no incentive to do so. Yeah. And because they're shitty human beings. Yeah. Why is that not always the case? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm so confused. Oh, so like every time somebody is going to, uh, I don't know, uh, 
provide some type of charitable donation, charitable donation to uh, a, uh, you know, any type of organization that is going to try to organize efforts in order to, uh, you know, develop third world nations, municipalities, systems. Mm -hmm. And they end up not doing so, Mm -hmm. which is commonly the case. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, I, I don't even know how these people are still getting away with it. Like, uh, I don't know. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, how much how much of an effort do you have to make in order to do the thing that you supposedly promised in order to still be able to claim to be a nonprofit organization that is making charitable donations towards fixing a certain problem? I think you're making a lot of good points. Uh, I think that might be a separate issue. I think we should do an entire episode about nonprofit organizations taking money and not doing what they say they're going to do with it or using a very small portion of the money that they receive from donations to actually do good work and just giving the money to their CEOs because nonprofits still have CEOs. Yep. And they do. And they, they have massive, huge fucking bonuses. Some do. Not all. Because they have to remain nonprofit. Not all. Yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know the difference between a a nonprofit business and a for-profit business is that a nonprofit business has to allot how much how they're go- allocate how they're going to spend their money. They could allocate their CEO to make five million dollars a year, and that's totally yep. fine within the framework of a nonprofit. It just has to be allotted. Where a, a for-profit business, the amount they could make it has no cap. <laughs> just. Whatever they want, willy-nilly, that capital can be moved around freely. It doesn't have to be allotted to anything. So, yeah. Anyways, that that could be its own personal uh, side uh, episode, and maybe it'll be the next one. But, yeah, no, I get what you're trying to say. How, how I mean, how can organize like, you know, in the, when we're talking about change and if we're talking about this idealistic world, we're trying to make the world a better place. And if you're giving money to organizations that are supposedly supposed to complete or do that mission – don't uh i mean i think that's why you and i tim are both cynical people is that we can uh see this and we can acknowledge it and we don't we don't want it to be the case uh or the state of the world but regardless of what we want it is and that's why we're cynical and that's why we have a podcast called cynic empowerment uh not because we want to be cynical fuckheads um that are constantly disappointed but because uh society keeps uh providing plenty of great material to reinforce us and maintain this state of being within ourselves thank you society for being such a sad fucking place thanks thanks pal we uh we are eternally thankful for the fact that you provide us with all of this content. Thank you. We'll never run out. Yep, never run out. We'll never run out of sad things. It's always going to be the case. In fact, you as our listeners can help us find the saddest of things. And we will tell you in just a moment where you can contact us to give us the saddest of all informations. Right, Jimmy? That's right. But first... We're going to talk about what's making us sad. And so without further ado, Tim, what's making you sad? Oh, man. The weather is making me sad. So in this particular day... Bullshit. It's making you happy. 
You're full of shit. This is like the best thing ever happened to you. You're right. You're right. I I can't be sad about that. So uh, at the particular position that I'm at, if we get a snow day, it's uh, it's actually like PTO. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. So yeah, fuck you're totally right. I'm I'm a happy. I am sad about absolutely nothing. You took it from me, Jimmy. Yeah, I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so sad about the fact that tomorrow I don't have to work and I'm going to get paid. This is bullshit. My life's horrible. My name's Tim. Up is down, left is right. I don't I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know Fuck you. <laughs> what I'm going to do. You're an asshole. Oh, dude. no. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Okay. <laughs> what are you sad about jimmy i'm so sad because very recently i started getting unsolicited emails from things i've never signed up for that they tell me in the email i've signed up for it for example uh three days ago i got an email from trailer life magazine to nice. and it said thanks for subscribing to trailer life magazine and i was like this is bullshit i never subscribed for this so i unsubscribed do you want to know what i got an email from yesterday was it Trailer Life Magazine? Motorhome Magazine. It's apparently what a different fuck? magazine. I have never heard of this fucking magazine in my entire life. And I was like, thanks for subscribing to Motorhome Magazine. And so I had to unsubscribe to that. And then I was like, okay, they, okay, I hope it's done. I think it's gone. I'm not going to get any more emails. And then today I got some fucking email for thanks for signing up for Good Samaritan Rewards. I'm like, what the fuck? Who are these people? Yeah, for real. Who did you give your email to, I man? I don't know. I like gave it, and it's like, and it's like a different. It'd be one thing if it was all coming from the same email address, but like it keeps coming from different independent emails, and and the, the they I have to keep like unsubscribing from different fucking websites. So I I don't know. This might be the rest of my life. And and I've had this uh, email address for the last ten years now, and I've never had any issues, and I've been keeping it safe. Just not having any kind of spam or signing up for anything trashy or ass to fucking come and fill up my fucking inbox. And it's starting to get invaded and I don't like it. And I'm going to have to build a fucking wall or something to keep all these emails out. Yeah, you know, that's the best way to do it. You need to just build a wall. Yeah. Because walls keep everything out. That's right. Foolproof. <laughs> yeah. And uh, everything into yep, that's right. No, no more to be said about that subject. Uh, if you're yep. <laughs> wanting to email us <laughs> and let us know what's making you sad, be sure to uh, send us a message by emailing us at cynicempowerments at gmail dot com. We'd yep. love to hear from you there, unless you're Trailer Life or Motorhome Magazine. Uh, be, be sure to like us on the Facebooks and send us a message. We would also like to hear from you there or uh, tweet at us at Cynic Empower Me One or message us through SoundCloud. Anything. Fucking passenger pigeon. We're Anything. Smoke signals. We're not picky. You stick a knife in the ground, flick it, see where the vibration goes. You know? Is that a thing? Uh, it's like a like an old Indian thing. I don't know. Indians being Native Americans, you know. I don't know why they still call them Indians. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah, I think we'd be over that by now. 
Like, like we've we've, yeah. we've known that the United States is in India for over 250 years. You think, yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, it beats the shit out of me. Why do why do people still call Native Americans Indians? I don't know. Even calling them Native Americans is kind of fucking stupid because they didn't call this place America. So it'd be like me calling you a like a native native floopy doop. Like a floopy doop doesn't mean anything to you. It's you have no, you know what I mean. It's just I it's just a made up word to them. Called a native floopy doop. I'm just saying that to Native Americans, a Native American. the word America is just as made up as Indian, so... I happen to be a Native Floopy Doop, and I take offense at that. I hate you. I'm a Native Floopy Doop! Floopy Doop! Get the fuck out. I'm a Floopy Doop. Right. I'm Native to Floopy Doop. I hate you so much. Floopy Doop! Just, just say what, just say the thing. Say, say, oh, say okay, the thing okay, so we can okay, be done. Okay, okay. okay. Everybody, I hope that you can keep your head up, and we will catch you next time. That's right. Everybody, keep your head up. Spread some fucking Microsoft disk or illegally download some articles and spread them freely. Just do it in a way where you won't go to prison for the rest of your life. Just Unless you absolutely want to go to prison, and if that's the case, embrace it. Because prison can sometimes be a fun and enlightening endeavor. What, l- name one time. Floopy doop! Floopy doop! Floopy doop! God, what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. I don't know any one time, so I thought I'd just say floopy doop over and over again and it would just go away. <laughs> floopy doop! What the fuck? Floopy doo. Like latched onto that real quick. Yeah, yeah. I I found an opportunity and I went with it. You're a monster. They call me Mr. Floopy Doo.